Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Yay Yay Martinez. This is Big Jeff. Big Jeff. Welcome to Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast episode one fiver. Jeff, my microphone smells like hot Cheetos. I wonder why. I haven't been eating hot Cheetos. Me neither. You sure? Maybe it was from last week with uh, with the. the with the, with the live studio audience here passing the microphone around? Could have been. I think I need some Lysol for this thing, man. I had a good time last week with uh, De Leon. And, and McCall. And McCall. That was a good time, man. And we had some great feedback on that episode. It was a lot of fun. We got to do that again soon. For those of you that uh, don't know what we're referencing, episode 14 with a live studio audience. Excuse me as I sip my uh, French vanilla cappuccino. Oh. It's pretty good. It's from uh, it's from the gas station up the street. <laughs> <laughs> Best Bean Coffee, Gate Gas Station. Shout out to Gate. <laughs> just, just give a shout out to everybody. Yo, this podcast, Beauty and Beast Mode, sponsored by Gate Gas Station and their wonderful French vanilla cappuccino. I what? Why would they sue us? They're getting free pub. Yeah. What's up, Jeff? What's up? Facebook. Beauty and Beast Mode Podcast. <laughs> Facebook page <laughs> is up. That's what's up. We're up to like 140 likes on the page. We got to get more. Got to get more. We got to get to 1,000. We got to get. Got to get. Got get. Get, get, get. Boom, boom, boom. Got to get that. Boom, boom, boom. You know who sings it? Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Just checking. Come on. Come on. Jeff, what's up, man? So, uh, today is the last day of bachelorhood in the Casa de Fat Bastard house. Casa de la Fremid. Address. <laughs> last day, huh? What are you going to do with yourself? Last After day. I leave. Don't tell us. Have you had communication with them? I have. I have. The, uh, the wife said it's been a long vacation. I bet. The, uh, the kids and the wife's moms. Uh, there may have been some button heads and stuff like I'm not saying that. That's a lot of uh, family ladies related to one another in the room together for a long time. Yeah. So her yeah. mom's 80 years old now. Okay. They're doing what in Long Ireland? Traipsin. What does traipsin mean? Did you, are you sure that's what that means? Yeah. 
because they have a lot of free time on their hands. Mama, Mama was like, let's go traipse over here. Yeah, so they had a good time, but the wife was just like, yeah, it's been a long three weeks. Yeah, I bet. And she pretty much told me that. So she, they get back tomorrow, which is tomorrow's Wednesday. She's set to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm like, damn, you know, it would have been nice to spend some time with you. And her exact words were, the little bastards are yours. So, what's up, man? She needs a little uh, break. Yeah. And then she's going to give them right to you. Right to me. Here you go, sucker. Sucker. Take them. Speaking of taking them, uh, my daughter's coming next week. Nice. Yeah. She's uh, from Chi-Town. She's 15 now. She'll be 16 in August. Uh, looking forward to her being here. See what uh, see what she's talking about, man. She's doing well, but I think she it's time for some. Uh, she needs some some disciplina. Some inter some intervening and uh, just you know just some overall like okay like let's talk about like what transitioning into adulthood is like because she's a teenager i don't know about the friends that she hangs out with i don't know her friends um i think that my daughter has me blocked from most of her stuff on facebook so i can't see everything but i think my sister can see everything and she says yeah some of those people that she hangs out with look sketchy now, I'm not saying my daughter is bad. She has good grades and stuff, but it's going to be interesting to see her character these days, right. you know? See if there's been a big change since last year. Yeah, yeah. See what that's like, man. It's tough, though. Like, I remember as a kid, like, I hung out with the, the quote-unquote metalhead crowd, you know? So it was all dudes, long hair, leather jackets, looking like a bunch of these punk asses look at these punk asses out here playing these guitars and drums What? What does that mean? Correct. I said it's tough to judge by just looking at a picture of somebody, but if they're posting like videos of themselves doing things on Facebook, then oh hell yeah, then she gets the wrath. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might, I like, I'm, I, I'm almost, uh, like feeling like I'm like, yo, okay, sit down and let me see who these cats are that you're hanging out with because some bad things have been happening like she's been like i know for a fact that she's been around bad influences like with drugs and stuff like that <clears throat> so well i got <laughs> it hit, hit me it hit home a little bit it hurt it hurt it hurt brother but i mean it's real like there's there's so much out there that kids have access to these days it's ridiculous in so many ways that they can find it we spoke about that before so i'm interested to see and, and to check her character when she gets here right. see it's funny like i look at it like i know what i was doing like my old 
Hanging out in bars. But you, when you were 15, you probably looked like you were 22. Mm-hmm. Nah. Allegedly. You know, um, so I'm like, at least she ain't in bars, but that doesn't make up for the dumb stuff that she does do. See, I was a square when I was a kid. I was cool, but I was a square in the fact that kids thought I was a square, like if I wasn't smoking weed or I wasn't drinking Mad Dog 2020 right. or Irish Rose. <laughs> Isn't that what it was? Was it Irish <laughs> What's it? What's it called? Irish Rose. Anyways, Saint Ides. Whatever. You know, like some some of that ripple. I was a squ- I was the squ- I was the square of the group. Like I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to smoke. Like of course we all many kids experiment experiment experiment. So yeah. So <laughs> so I I mean I I remember I I smoked weed once or twice as a kid, and my parents didn't know. Until I was going into the military. And then when you're going into the military, they ask you, have you used drugs before? Have you done this? Have you done that? And then they try like these scare tactics and say, don't lie because we'll find out. So I put down that I smoke weed like two times. And then that's when my parent, when my dad found out when he was going through that book. And he was like, you smoke weed before? That's how my dad's voice changes when he starts to get upset. At least that's how we hear it. It's like the, uh, it's like, uh, What's it? What is it? Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown's teacher. You smoke weed? I can't believe. Like that was so. Like yeah, Dad. Like don't act like like you were saying. Like don't act like you didn't experiment or anything. You know. So, but it's so much, so it's so much crazier these days, man. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to do something, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, like experimenting, maybe possibly allegedly experimenting with drugs and uh-huh. all this other stuff. But being around other cats that did it, I was I never felt like oh I gotta be cool to do it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was all voluntary experimentation. Uh, experimentation. So, oh, you know what I gotta speak about, man. Ah, see how excited I get because I love basketball. I'm a fan of basketball. I know like you, you could follow it or not follow it. It wouldn't bother you much, but I love basketball. And can we talk about LeBron James winning the NBA championship over the Golden State Warriors who had like the most ridiculous choke job ever because they were up three games to one and they only had one game to win. That's it. That's it, brother. <laughs> it goes 10, right? <laughs> now, LeBron James did his thing. Did I do my white guy voice when I said that? <laughs> LeBron James won, but listen, I, I was against Bron Bron. I was going for Golden State. My girlfriend and her family are from Ohio. And I met her dad recently. And he started, I asked him who the best player to ever come through. Like, who was his favorite player on in all of Cavs history since he's been watching? He said LeBron James. 
And there've been a lot. There've been I wouldn't say a lot, but there've been some pretty good Cleveland Cavaliers players in the past. But he was talking about how he saw LeBron James when he was a young high school player, and he they were just like, "This dude is gonna be a phenom," or already was a phenom. He had a block that was the most ridiculous block I've ever seen. Like his head was at the rim, and he just pinned somebody's stuff on the glass. And at the end of the game, they win because of Kyrie Irving. But like you don't know what I'm talking about anyway. So I'm just talking. I'm kind of talking to myself right now, people. <laughs> but anyways, I used to hate Michael Jordan, despise his game because I'm a Knicks fan. I despised LeBron James's game because I'm a Knicks fan. The Cavs are in the East, and I know that any path to try and get anywhere, they have to go through Cleveland and Bron Bron. But when Bron Bron won. I felt like I felt happy for him. I never felt happy for Jordan, but I felt happy for Bron Bron, man. And I think it's because I'm trying to get on my girlfriend's parents' good side. No, but I genuinely, I genuinely felt happy for him. Like this dude went back to Cleveland to try and win a championship for Cleveland, and he did it. Let me ask you this: Did he do it because he felt like he wasn't in the spotlight anymore? He wasn't like the only one in the spotlight. What do you mean? In in Cleveland? No. In my he was in Miami, Miami. right? And then he got a whole bunch of other superstars, right? Gotcha. Uh. And was your girlfriend's father okay? Like, did he welcome him back with open Oh, that's good. I didn't ask that question, but that's a, I should have asked that question. That was a. I know a lot of Cleveland people are hostile towards him. That was a fail on my part. I should have asked that. Yeah. But no, I think I think LeBron, like he's from Ohio. I think he genuinely went back to try and do something that had had never been done in Cleveland. And like why like why leave Miami to go back to Cleveland, right? And let like unless you feel some sort of uh attachment to them, which he did. And so when he went back and he won, like I was like, Okay, you know what? That's cool. Like, I'm okay with that. Do you think that he did it because he already made his money in Miami? Like he got paid nah. when he went to Miami. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously he got paid when he went back. Yeah. Right. that I think about like professional athletes these mm-hmm. days, they don't do stuff out of the goodness of their heart or loyalty right. like Bron if you really want to do it for your city you would only get paid five million dollars a year right. <laughs> but, but he hey he invests back into the community right. like that like if you go and you do your research on LeBron and you see that he's doing all these scholarships and everything right. like that I think that's what we don't we should hear more about right. with LeBron James that we don't hear enough about
you know, they're like, oh, so-and-so this and so-and-so that. Like, when Paul Walker died, mm-hmm. I remember, like, seeing all this stuff on social media, like, why is everybody making such a big deal that he died? Like, and I remember specifically, like, they kept putting up memes of, like, this is an American soldier. And, you know, right, right. Them die a day and they always, I, people do that all the time. Right. Right. All the uh, relief efforts. I think, I think mm-hmm. that he went to Haiti and, and did yeah. all this stuff when they had the earthquake over there. Mm-hmm. So. That wasn't a uh, a remix, by the way. That was Jeff sharing that story again because he shared it on a previous episode. <laughs> episode two. If you guys go back and listen to episode two and hear us now, you'd be like, wow. We've come a little ways. Speaking of coming a little ways, pause. Speaking of uh, moving forward and getting better um, and the past, one question that we asked of ourselves recently was, if you could go back in time, what would you go back in time in your own lifetime or would you go back in a previous lifetime and be a part of something either historical or or just live in a different era I'm asking you Jeff what we were telling our listeners what we were chatting about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I'm asking you Jeff if you if you could either live in your lifetime in a in a past year and either do something different or or try and change the course or would you go to a previous era so, that you weren't a part of and you're like oh that was cool like the Mexicans with the zoot suits Wow. And took him like hundreds of feet. Mm-hmm. And he, his body and his head smashed into this pole and he's in the middle wow. of the pole. Um, so I'd go back to that day mm-hmm. to prevent that. Um, I would go back to my beautiful sister in law, uh, Nicole, passed away from cancer. She was diagnosed at 35. She was diagnosed. Like a 
Was was she a smoker? She was not a heavy smoker, but she had quit. Uh, she had quit for years. So don't look at me like that, man. Like what? <laughs> like, say what you did. Like say what you. I wasn't gonna say the fat boy part. You ever thought about quitting? Have you ever? How many? I'll say it like this: How many times have you quit? Please be honest. So, and I know I told you that after sharing, like I have the past two episodes that I'm going on strike from sharing anything. Oh, man. Uh, but. But what do we say? After Jeremy dies, we got to speak like it's our last day on earth. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because it rocked me, man, to my core when he died. You know, pieces of me inside died that day that he died. You know, we were together for everything when we were kids. Every memory I have, he was right by my side. So, um, and I'm still not over it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's part of the reason why I just don't care. So, not that I don't want to be here for my kids and my wife and stuff like that. I love them with all my heart. I truly care. And, and but kind of anything to do with myself, I don't take care of myself. And I just don't care. How many times have you tried to quit? Uh, either once or twice. In the span of how many years? Right. Well, you revert to habits. Right. You know, you revert to you revert to what you think uh, makes you feel comfortable. Right. You know, um, why do you think? And I don't want to go down like this tangent, but why do you think you continue to smoke? Mm-hmm. You know, not 
Yeah, nobody does. Like that's it's a habit. Like it's it's a habit. Habits can form addictions. I, I'm no psych. I'm no psychologist or psychiatrist, but that's what I think. So. At what point do you think you'll consider not smoking? I consider it all the time. <laughs> what would it take to get you to stop? Uh, our podcast uh, going national. It's already national. It's international. It's international. Exactly. So there's that. So we got that working for you. <laughs> no, I mean, now that I'm getting older, I'll be 45 in November. Like, I feel it now. You know, the weight, I feel it in my back and my knees every day. Sweaty knees. The, uh, the smoking. And you and I, we, uh, we, we uh, started a plan at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And Dude, we worked out every day for a month. You killed me. Why? Why? Why did we stop? And like this, so, and this is probably going, this is way off of the question that we initially started with, but what makes it difficult for people to form new habits? What makes it difficult for people that have, that are, that are smokers, that, uh, that might feel like they have eating problems or might feel overweight. Like, what, what are some barriers there that keep people from just continuing on with a plan or a program? What was it for you? What were the barriers and challenges for you? When you and I worked, we were working out together. We were going for a minute. And we put posts up on Facebook. We said we were going to uh, hold each other accountable. And we stopped. Why do you think we stopped? Oh, you son of a, you son of a, and I'll own it. I'll own some of it too. I'll own some of it. I absolutely will. What do you think it would take for somebody? If there's somebody out there listening, well, not right now, not until we play, not until we put the podcast up. But for the people that are going to listen to this, that might be because for you and I, it's about being positive and and trying to help people break through challenges and recognize that there's there's positive there's positivity out there and there's and there, there's ways that they can conquer what it is that they're dealing with. So from your experiences, what would you, how would you communicate to somebody that might be in a similar situation as to what you were when you and I started and we went for that month?
so easy, like I said, to revert back, you know. And looking back, it was so stupid because I think like we had done that for like a month. Right. What was it, every other day we did? Yeah, probably about that. And I think I lost like 25 or 30 pounds mm-hmm. or something like that in a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling better. I'm breathing better. I'm more energy. And one cigarette turned into a couple, into a pack, into you know. Mm-hmm. And then it was okay. Well, I've been working out like this, like crazy, and I'm losing weight. So let's have this one cheat meal. Mm-hmm. And oh, that wasn't that bad. So let's have two a week and yeah. just start slowly reverting back. So willpower, willpower, willpower. You know, if you want to make a change. Yeah. And I don't look, I don't want this to come across anybody that's listening like, uh, damn, Jason's bashing the shit out of Jeff. Um, like, I, cause I, I mean, I deal like different with different people, but everybody has their struggles and, 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 uh, you know, when it comes to body type and what they expect of themselves, um, and where they think they should be and, uh, and where they might've been in the past and how they, like they compare themselves to other people. So I do that with myself, right? I've been in the fitness industry for 10 plus years now. And I see cats that are my age that are in phenomenal shape. And I'm like, damn, like, why am I not like that? And it's because I like sweets. I like to eat cookies. I like to eat pancakes with a lot of syrup on them. Like I don't adhere to all these nutritional guidelines and everything. And it, it's, it, it, and if, it will catch up to me, like, if I continue to do that. Um, so hopefully it won't get to that point. But, like, everybody has their issues, man. Regardless of if you're 175 or if you're 300 pounds, um, like, everybody looks at, at their body types at, at one point or one time or another. And, and uh, if they're not regular exercisers, like, they're going to have some issues with it. I have issues with my body, you know? And I, like I said, I've been in this game 10 plus years. So it's not, I'm not trying to come across, I'm just trying to figure out how, what does it take for somebody to turn the switch on to say, okay, I need to change my lifestyle, not just for me, but for the people around me. Right. And the biggest thing is, I always see the biggest thing, and then I see like the- <laughs> <laughs> And even bigger than that, and even bigger than that, <laughs> in this instance, like the biggest thing is you can do it for anybody but yourself. When you become so fed up with feeling the way you do, mentally feeling the way you do, physically feeling the way you do, emotionally feeling the way that you do, a million and one people could be telling you, oh, you got to do this to be healthier or do this to be this or that or this or that. The only time when it will... Which sometimes adversely affects that person. Because they're like, fuck, man, everybody's telling me all of this information. I don't know what's right. I'm just going to keep on doing what I do. Because of that comfort zone, you know? Yeah. It's comfortable. Um, But until that person is finally fed up enough to do it for themselves, that's the only time it'll work. Mm -hmm. Even then it's tough. Yeah. 
there's definitely a switch in the brain that you have to turn on one and you have to turn off the other. And a lot of times that's at, uh, that requires you to give up a certain lifestyle, requires you to give up certain things that you're used to in life, requires you to hang out with different people, um, requires you to, to be more organized, requires you to make plans. And a lot of people aren't used to that. But it's, it's stick-to-itiveness, man. You know, like we can sit here and preach all we want. At the end of the day, just stick with it. We were with it for a month, man. A month. Almost a pound a day, bro. Like, like we went ham. We went hard. So. Look, like I hit my peak. Like I'm great. No, well, I felt like. My bad. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And and I think I let that overwhelm me and change my thinking to where I was just like oh, I'm done with this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because it goes from like zero working out for God knows how many years to you had me on like some Olympic training shit going on. Uh, we we paced it out, folks. Listen. Hey, listen, man. There's there's uh, fitness professionals out there listening. Don't make them think that I was trying to that I was trying to hurt you, brother. Uh, we we did it accordingly, um, but it wasn't just working out. It was changing eating habits. Jason's also a marine. It, it was <laughs> it was it was changing eating habits. It, it's the entire it's incorporation of the entire lifestyle, which is what you did. You gave up smoking. You changed the way you ate. And and you exercised. So I think that's a big thing. So in the interim, when that was going on, like I quit smoking, but the wife was still smoking. Mm-hmm. Not saying anything about that yeah. in her, but that's a temptation. Mm-hmm. You know, I would buy certain stuff for myself to eat, but then other crap was being brought into the house. Mm-hmm. So that was a temptation. You know, there are always going to be temptations, but that's why I said the willpower thing. So. Yeah. Um, On the flip side, when you when you change your lifestyle for the better, and I'm I'm just speaking in general here, like I'm not speaking specifically to you, but when you change your lifestyle, like people take notice, and if people want you to do great, and if people like what you're doing, then they're probably they might change some of what they're doing as well, right? So who's to say if you went on for another month or so if like that stuff wouldn't have changed in your family as well? I take my sister for uh, for example. Like I said, over the over this long, I've been doing this with my life, and just now, like she's really starting to get into the fitness kick, and she's out there and she's a Zumba instructor now, and she's she's got her her little Facebook page and and she's really trying to change her lifestyle for the better to live a healthier lifestyle. And it's taken this long for my family to start to catch on to that stuff, you know? So it says sometimes it takes longer, longer, man. You know? I didn't mean to bring us down, Jeff. (laughs) I didn't mean to bring us down, brother. 
I think that's important stuff to talk about, you know, and hopefully it would help somebody if listening. Yo, don't don't beat me up when we get off of this. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll give you my last time machine. I only did three. It was off the top of my head here. Uh, I would go back to that fateful uh, blue September morning, brother, and uh, turn back the time before uh, the attacks on 9-11. And what what would you do then? You would have to go back and, and inform FBI or government agencies of these people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, this way you know, to put a stop to it. Yeah. You know, I was in New York on September 11th and uh, never forget it. I remember every single thing. Yeah. And uh, I lost two friends. In the Twin Towers? Wow. So, you know, and then going down to the 9-11 memorial and seeing all that stuff. And it was like surreal. So he said he was a rescue worker. Mm-hmm. So he went in to the buildings afterwards to help. Mm-hmm. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. So, and I can get into 9-11 for till the cows come home. We'll save that for another episode. We'll save it for yeah. Oh, the next few months, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, How about you, time machine boy? Boy. Time machine <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that to my, my dad would call me boy sometimes, and I look at him and say, boy. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those words that stings, you know? Um <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Jeff, you know, I think that uh, in in your uh, Back to the Future moments, you mentioned going back to be with family and whatnot. And, and I agree with you. I would go back as well. And, man, if I could go back and change the course of the people that have been close to me that have passed, I would certainly do that as well. Uh, however, my moments are like high school moments and middle school and grade school moments. There was this moment in elementary school where there was this kid that lived in the neighborhood. He and I were kind of friends. Our sisters kind of knew one another. This was in... Jacksonville, North Carolina. Okay. 
So we lived on a military base. My father was in the Marine Corps. And there was this kid that I got into a little tussle with, a little fight, right? Uh, our sisters were the only ones there. And we finished scrapping. We got up, went on our merry way. And my sister spreads the word that I won the fight. His sister spreads the word that he won the fight. And so what has to happen, we have to fight again. <laughs> so this time, it's in front of everybody. <laughs> so I remember being at the park. Can I ask you? Yes. So who won the fight the first time? Well, let, go ahead, go ahead. let me finish here, go Jeff. Ahead. Let me finish here. I'm going to get there. So I, I won the fight the first time. So we're in the park. I feel like now I feel like there was like 50 people there. There were probably like 10 people, right? right? Including my older brother this time and his older brother, who was scared of my older brother. But anyways, me and the kid square up, and he throws a punch. Ah, and he connects in my eyeball. And I remember holding my eye and be like, damn, he hit me in my eye. And then my brother's like, you better get back out there and fight. And I'm like, okay. You go back out there, we square up. And he punches me in my eye again. The same eye. Damn. And I was like, damn. And I took a knee. <laughs> and I took a knee. And I called it. <laughs> and then I, was, I remember looking at my sister and being like, why didn't you just tell people that I lost the first time? <laughs> I remember that moment, though, like standing out specifically because it's like, like I gave up kind of thing. You know, like I should have just scrapped it out and like took my licks like a, a boy at that point, a young man, whatever. But uh, it's kind of scary too at that age. Well, yeah, it, I mean it was, but it's also like, come on, man, just fight, like just fight. And I, I, I didn't fight. I squared up, and then I was like, you know what? Did you, you can have this, man. I'm gonna go tell jokes. <laughs> so that's one moment I would go back in time. Um. I think that I would love to live during the Motown era because I think that somehow I would have got wrapped up in that entire movement. So maybe like living in Detroit at that time, I think that I would have jumped on and been like the first Puerto Rican Michael Jackson or something like that. So I, I've always been fascinated kind of with that Motown era. Um, one of my favorite movies is The Temptations. Um, but, yeah, I think that. And then probably going back in time to experience uh, John F. Kennedy um, and his presidency. I just thought that I kind of, you know, everybody's fascinated with him as a as a human and uh, as a president. I would have liked to have been around during his time and uh, experienced that. So that's kind of my back in time, man. All the goodness that he did, of course. Obviously, everybody has their uh, their skeletons or whatnot. You know, nobody's perfect, but just the way people gravitated toward him. And, you know, I don't, listen, man, I'm 37. 
<laughs> <laughs> I went to, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Drugs in the <laughs> uh I don't know all of JFK's history, but from the from the little bit that I've read and what I've seen on, on documentaries and whatnot, I would have liked to experience him and his presence at some point in my life. So I think those are my my back in time moments. I think GFK, 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 May, and as a Marine, maybe even going back and being like, yo, know, Battle of Iwo Jima, or uh, you know, Battle of the Bulge, like all these different battles that the Marine Corps has been through, and and uh, being a part of some of those battles, and like just being a Marine then. Oh man, I, I think that that would uh that would fascinate me as well. And hopefully be able to come out okay from all that, but I just, you know, being able to experience something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I did some research prior What? We don't research. We don't fact check. Okay, we don't fact check. My bad. You got it. You got it. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had a few others that were uh, going back to Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. Uh, they had a couple of going back prior to the storming of the beaches at Normandy. Man, I am... Yeah. I almost said storm storming the beaches at Normandy as well. I am on it today. Yeah. I'm on. I'm like, it's like two, <sighs> two for something. Listen, you're in touch with the science fiction community, brother. <laughs> 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 Jeff. Yay, yay. I think that we've had a pretty good episode thus far. I think so. And what do you what do you say we wrap it? Let's wrap it up. Give me that it's time for the beast mode moments. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your beast mode moment. This beast mode moment is courtesy of Ye Ye Martinez. Again, if you guys haven't picked up on it, most of these beast mode moments. <laughs> beast mode moment courtesy of team grasshopper october 1st 2013 on facebook if you stay where you are do what you've always done respond the same way you've always responded then you will never truly be what you were meant to be. Take a half of a step outside of your box today and be amazed at your own potential. I think that kind of speaks to some of the dialogue we had about uh, It speaks to some of the dialogue that we had about your journey right. um, with with health. 
I suppose is a good word, or with a a, a, a different lifestyle. Yeah. Which I totally gave up and didn't see it. <laughs> We've got a lot of life to live, brother. Yeah. Hey. My parents. My APs. Your APs. My APs both smoked. My mother smoked two packs of Chesterfields. No, Paul Mall. Paul Mall. And just one day they gave up. But they said they tried quitting like 10, 12 times before they finally quit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you might fall back down, but get back up and keep going. We fall down, but we get up. You better keep singing. We fall down, but we get up. Well, here's the thing. Jeff, we've talked about, you could take Jeff's joint in any direction. You could take Jeff's joint back to the early earliest part of the conversation where we were talking about health and an active lifestyle you could take Jeff's joint back to when we were talking about LeBron James finally bringing one home for a city you could take Jeff's joint back to when we talked about me getting punched in the face as a kid and potentially playing some Rocky music and trying to motivate me to be a better fighter you had some very impactful stories when you talked about your time machine and going back to those points in your life where you wanted to be with family and friends. And then also September 11th. Um, So we've touched on a lot of things. So Jeff's joint today could go in any direction. I feel like I think if I were to guess what Jeff's joint would be like today, it would be something motivational, something a little more up-tempo than some of the songs we've heard in the past. But I could be wrong, folks. I could be way off. I could be way off because I'm not in Jeff's brain. Even though we're close, Jeff's his own man, and maybe he had a different spin on what Jeff's joint was going to be like today. So, Jeff's joint, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, pew, 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 pew. Yo, I feel like that was perfect. Explain. Uh, The lyrics, brother. Well, tell us the artist and the song, for those that don't know. It is uh, Green Day, Mm -hmm. and the song is called Time of Your Life. Uh, And it's just talking about the different 
times in your life, uh, another turning point, a fork stuck in the road, tongue grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. Um, you know, make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable. In the end, it's right. I hope you have the time of your life. So, to me, it kind of speaks to, you know, there were choices that you made in life. You, ca you came to a decision to make. You made a decision and hopefully it was the right decision, you know. Um, you know, and ho hopefully, I don't know, just yeah. hopefully it was the right decision. No, I, you know what, man? I know we're going to takeaways next. Okay. And... I think the lyrics to that song and what you just said are my takeaway from this episode. Um, yeah, man, I thought that was perfect. You know, we talked about a lot today, and as I was as I was saying, you know, you could have took it in any direction. I think what you did that was great there was um, really hammering the point home on. Uh, looking at your moments in life and making the most of them, making the best of them. And when there are challenges there, accepting those challenges um, and facing them and recognizing that you may not get through them as quickly as you thought you were going to get through them. And it may take you longer than it takes the next person, but that's your test, and you'll accomplish it at some point. So that's that's my takeaway with that song, man. So how I look at that too is, and, and my takeaway is, it's saying that you come to a fork in the road, right? So could look at that fork in the road as a million and one different things. Is it getting up off the couch and start to exercise? Is it changing something in your life? Is it doing something? And to me, the point of that verse is whatever it may be, get your ass up to at least do something. Whatever it may be. Whether you're sitting there on the couch not doing anything. Whether you have a creative mind but you're not being creative anymore. Whether Whatever it is, calling somebody, a friend that, that you know needs some help at the moment, whatever it may be, get up and do something. Come to that fork in the road, but at least get up and start something. So that was my takeaway. Well, Jeff, as always, I've appreciated doing this episode with you, brother. And I love you, man. And, uh, you know, we'll keep pumping them out, peeps. Facebook page is up. We're at 100-something likes right now. We want to get to 1,000 in a few weeks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we want to get to 1,000 in a few weeks, my peoples. So go share, like, enjoy, laugh. Comment. Comment. What think. Yeah, good or bad. Like, don't be too mean, but good or bad. Right? <laughs> well, this is Yay Yay Martinez. This is Big G.
Beauty and the Beast mode. Until next time. Peace.